Welcome to 25 Stocks of Christmas presented by Chit Chat Money. Today we have an interview with, uh, I probably mispronounced his R- name. Richard sure. Jark. Richard Jark. He it's gives a, a better pronunciation. Yeah, though. he's uh, he's from Slovenia actually, yeah. and he's got a few startups. Quite a career, honestly. Yeah. He seemed, I don't know how old he is. He looked young when we were talking to him, but hell of a career, you know, very smart guy. And today we talk Pinterest with him, which I believe is one of his top holdings. Um uh, interesting discussion, but before we get to that, we have to give our sales pitch. Um, should yeah. we do like a, uh, no, the, here, I was looking up new things on the site that we can talk about. Did you know, uh, we probably should have known this. You actually, they have an annual subscription and you get, um, you can get a discount on your annual subscription with our promo code. So instead of it really? being 170 bucks for your full year, which is again, already a sweet deal because you're basically paying for 10 months instead of 12 months. If you would do it on a monthly basis, if you're into seven investing and you know, you're going to be a subscriber for at least a year, you can get $10 off the annual subscription as well. So it's only $160 to try it out for the full year. Um, that's a little different than the monthly plan. That's maybe if you're dipping your toe in, yeah. uh, but either way you can use promo code CCM at checkout and get $10 off. I think even, deal. even if you've done a month, you like can still upgrade subscribe yeah, yeah. for the first month. You could maybe go do an annual one and still save money. Uh, yes, definitely. Okay. All right. Well, uh, that's it for it's code CCM. Code CCM. Yeah. Um, and it's $10 off at checkout. Here's our interview with Richard Jerk. Welcome to Chit Chat Money. On this show, hosts Ryan Henderson and Brett Schaefer interview industry experts and riff on the world of investing. As a quick reminder, Chit Chat Money is a CCM Media Group podcast. Ryan and Brett are not financial advisors. Anything discussed on Chit Chat Money by Ryan or Brett or any other podcast guest is not formal advice or a recommendation. Now, please enjoy this episode. Today, we are welcomed by Richard Jark. I might be uh, mispronouncing that name, so I'm going to let him introduce himself. Uh, It's your first time on the show. Why don't you give us a little background about how you got into the world of investing? Yeah, so thank you guys for inviting me. I'm uh, happy to be here. It's called Richard Yards, but yeah, Richard is much easier to pronounce, so so we can go with that. Yeah, I started in the world of, let's say, investing quite early. So when I was a teenager, um, I got intrigued by the markets, by investing books and uh, basically everything around investing. Um, After doing my degree in finance and business, I first went to work uh, for one of the big four companies in in the audit space. So this is where I got... um, basically the knowledge to analyze financial statements of companies and uh, to get more insight into, into, into the companies. After that, I changed my job and went work for a big international bank where I was a financial analyst for uh, a portfolio manager. I basically specialized in stock uh, analysis uh, and more specific in, in the technology space. And after I got my license, I was promoted to a portfolio manager where I managed funds for high net individuals. Um, But then in a few years, I basically saw that the big corporation uh, is not really for me. I I went to pursue my uh, entrepreneurial spirit and uh, 
basically founded two companies, two startup companies. One of them I already sold and another one, I'm still the CEO and co-founder. Uh, it's called Typeless. What do you do? Yeah. Uh, so we're basically an AI document data extraction platform. So uh, we, we provide an API. Um, basically what we do is if you take a picture, scan a document and send it through our API, we extract and index the data for you and return the value in a structured format. So for example, if you are an accountant, um, you take a picture of an invoice or, or, or a bill and uh, basically our software automatically uh, extracts data from it and uh, enters it into your uh, software accounting system. So we're basically doing automation of documents and um, with the help of OCR and, and, and AI. All right. Well, I know a lot of accounting and investing interns are probably uh, shaking their head or nodding in agreement at that. That probably saved people a lot of time. Yeah, that's that's the main goal. I mean, it's it's speed and also like uh, these tedious, repetitive tasks um, right. are not really high productive. So basically, workforces can then focus on more productive tasks and leave these ones for for computers to automate. Yeah. Okay, and today we are talking about Pinterest. Um, so how did you get interested in Pinterest? Were you using the product first or did it just come across your page on Twitter? How did you find it? Yeah, so with, with Pinterest, first of all, it's, it's maybe good to understand that with my investment thesis, I, I really like to focus on companies that have user base or have a huge user base. Because um, with, with these companies, I normally see that um, the market or the investors are valuing it, valuing it or them um, by, let's say, current revenues, current income. And uh, what I see with, with these companies are that uh, with their user base, they can basically easily upsell new products, new features. Uh, and and normally this is not priced in in the in the um, companies. So Pinterest, from the IPO standpoint, it was on my radar. But a funny story when it really hit, let's say, um, hit me, and uh, when I started focusing and also started the position was um, me and my girl girlfriend basically moved to another house, um, and we had to do the redecorating and buying furniture. Uh, and uh, we were, she was like um, showing me, do you like this couch? Do you like this chair, etc.? And all of this stuff was basically on Pinterest. She was um, surfing and then she saw, okay, I like this. And it gave her more, more options similar to, to that one. And basically everything was done through, through Pinterest. And, you know, to, to be honest, you know, in, in, the, in the household, the real buying power is with the, with, with the female, with the ladies, you know, it, it's, it's uh, not with the men, even though we, we like to say that it's otherwise, but uh, yeah. So this is when I really saw that um, Pinterest in terms of, let's say so social commerce um, plays a, an important factor. Yeah. 
Okay. And can you explain how Pinterest works? Um, what's the value proposition for customers? And then can you explain a little bit about their business model? Sure. Yeah. So Pinterest in, in essence is basically in my view, a platform to get ideas and to get inspired. So basically as a user, you, you go there and um, try to, to see, like check things out that interest you. It could be cooking, how to cook something. Uh, it could be how to, what clothes to buy. It could be in, in the COVID era, like uh, building a tree house for your, for your child, right? Um, so there are a lot of um, ideas and, and inspirations that you can find on Pinterest. And basically the, con- the concept is you have a pin and you have a board. So the pin is a content. So it could be a video, it could be a a picture. Um, And the board is basically a collection of this pins or let's say this content. Um, So you're basically interacting with people that have similar interests as you, 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 you check them out. um, You see their, their pins, their boards. Uh, You can then repin or let's say share this, this pins and save them. Um, so basically it's, it's, it's not traditional like social media where people um, have the newsfeed, etc. It's more like um, really an, an idea where, where to get um, similar products or, or, or stuff you want to do or want to buy. Um, yeah. So. so it's kind of, it sounds like people come to Pinterest with something in mind uh, yeah, they're not just going there to like browse, like say if I were uh, logging on to Instagram, it's probably because I'm bored and I have nothing better to do. Um, when you're going to Pinterest, it's kind of because you want, you have an inspiration and you're looking for, or you have an idea of what you want, but you're looking for more inspiration. Am I getting that right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so there were studies done basically that told that 90% of uh, people that log on to Pinterest are basically looking for something to shop or, or, or something to, to, to do. Right. So um, it's, it's, it's more, you, you get basically a purpose on why you're going on the platform. So it's not just, um, yeah, like, like you explained on, on, on Instagram or Facebook. So, yeah. Okay. And who runs the company? I believe, correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's Ben Silberman. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Yeah. And what sort of his background, what do you think of him? I I thought I remembered something about him coming out of Google. Uh, Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. As well. Yeah. So Ben basically, um, Ben uh, is not your traditional, let's say tech leader um, in, in a sense, because um, like for example, Zuckerberg, Bezos, Elon Musk, or whatever. Um, he was first, um, he, he was studying and wanted to be a doctor. Um, but then found out that basically it's not for him. Um, this was in 2008. Um, and then he saw all his, um, friends starting startups, etc. Um, and uh, he first went then to, to, to do business. So he went to work for Google, but he was not an engineer. So he was um, basically there at, at, uh, for, for um, sales and, and support. Um, so uh, after that, basically, he 
founded Pinterest with his friends, um, with three of three of his friends or two of his friends. It was Evan Sharp and uh, Paul Ciara, if I'm, I'm pronouncing it correctly. Um, but the most interesting part about Pinterest was, um, like, this is a fact that that not many people know. When they first started, the first four months after being active, they had only 200 users. And I'm not joking. It's really 200 users. Um, because everybody at, at that time was seeing, uh, like, social media should be like Facebook, like with the real-life news feed, etc. And Pinterest was basically more as a collection because Ben in, in his early ages collected bugs. So he likes, uh, he liked this collection part and they had real trouble getting funding and, and clients because first of all, uh, they were not, they didn't have a news feed. Nobody really understood the product. They had no users and also none of the core founders were engineers, right? So they really had a hard time, but instead of the mantra where, um, you know, in, in the tech space, there's always do little tests and, and if it doesn't work, pivot, pivot, pivot. Right. Um, but they actually stuck to their thesis and said, well, we as founders like this product and we're going to try it like this. So they didn't pivot. Right. And after that, um, it basically at one point, uh, started to gain traction, but, what, what I most like about Ben is he's not traditional. He's, he, even though he, he, he like doesn't play with the social media rules, he somehow gets it to work. Right. Um, and, um, for example, Pinterest for, for the first two years, they were basically an invite only platform. So everybody was, was, was saying, why don't you open it up? You're getting low users, but they, for two years, they stayed on, on the invite only plan. Right. Um, so because in social media nowadays, you are looking for people that can think differently. And that's what I like about Ben. He, he, he basically, um, he's not, uh, he doesn't play by the, the, the social media rules that are supposed to be stated. So, yeah. Okay. And can you talk a few points maybe about why you like Pinterest as an investment going forward? Is it about user growth? Is it about the differentiated business model like you just mentioned, or is it something else? Sure. So um, first point from my investment thesis is the product, product itself. So the way Pinterest is built, as we already talked about it, it's in my view, perfect for social commerce. Um, I believe social commerce first understand this is basically a concept where users start buying products from social media. So they, 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 they basically buy it on the social media. So it's a platform where it's basically a social media, but also an e-commerce platform. And Pinterest um, is in the perfect condition to, to offer this because Social commerce on the East, like in China and Asia, is very popular. Like you, you can see it in C-Limited and the Chinese um, e-commerce players. And in my opinion, will come or is already coming to the West as well. And in, in social commerce right now in the West, you only have two real options 
So one is Instagram and the other one is Pinterest. Um, and because of this, um, also the way Pinterest works, as we talked before, like 90% of users go on there to shop. Um, I think it's, it's, it, the product itself is better for, for this, um, for, for this space, you know, um, also in terms of advertisers or, and, and ads, people don't mind ads as long as they're like, um, targeted to what they're searching or wanting to get inspired. Right. Um, so this is the fir- first point. The other point is the growth. So, um, as we look at the user base, like Pinterest has 440 million users. So it's really not small. It's basically one of the biggest social platforms there is. And the growth rate of the users is still in the 30 to 40% range. So this is quite astonishing. Nobody is, almost nobody, maybe TikTok, is growing at this pace at, uh, with, with this size, right? So uh, um, I, I like to see companies that grow, not just um, um, in terms of revenue, but also in terms of this user base. Uh, The third point is demographic. So this means like 80, at one point, 80% of Pinterest users were female between the ages of um, 25 and 50 age. So this is basically, as we explained before, uh, these are um, these are um, female that that basically have the power, the the purchasing power of the household, right? So they're more valuable in terms of advertisers or or e-commerce companies than teenagers on Snapchat, in my opinion. You know, in, in Snapchat's defense, of course, they say, well, uh, teenagers are then going to grow up, and they started on this platform. But even when I was a teenager. Like one day I, I wanted and I used this and the other day I, I, I changed my mind completely, right? So in, in terms of demographic, Pinterest has one of the best demographics for an advertiser or an e-commerce company. And then there's basically the valuation. So I started my position when Pinterest was like in the 20s, uh, $20 per stock. So it was like 10 10, uh, 10 billion market cap. Now it's at 40, right? So you might think, well, it's, it's really expensive, but with this platform companies, I like to, to, to go for a metric that's called market cap divided by users. So this in essence means that you're converting the market cap to, 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 to the number of users. And if you check the numbers, Pinterest has, is, is valued on a user base uh, somewhere between 90 and $100 per user. Facebook is almost at 300. Pin, uh, Snapchat is at 180. So a user, according to the market cap of Snapchat, is worth twice as much as a Pinterest user. Okay. Um, and even though Pinterest is like growing much faster than the other guys. So to be honest, even at this, let's say price, I still like the company in terms of valuation. Um, 
So yeah, these are basically the, the main points of my investment thesis. It sounds like on the product side, uh, when we look at a lot of the other social media companies like Twitter, uh, ads are just a, a major, they, they really detract from the experiences, especially on Twitter, but even on Instagram and stuff like that, it's like the ads can kind of get in the way. It sounds like Pinterest, you're almost going there for the ads. Uh, you're hoping that there's, um, a, a well-targeted ad that gives you something to buy if that's what you're looking for. Like in your case, you know, if you're designing a new place when you're moving, you're kind of hoping that there's a good, well-targeted ad that val- that uh, adds value to the platform, right? Exactly, exactly. And also like Pinterest offered or, or offers now also visual search. So it's called that you basically upload an image or take a picture of an image and then it shows you similar um, products like this. And this for small, small companies is, is a game changer, right? They can, like, they can have a similar product to, to a well-branded, uh, let's say, clothing company. And it will offer it as an alternative to, to a user to buy, right? So uh, Pinterest is really made for this e-commerce um, world so yeah and is part of the investment thesis so you're talking about the demographics you're thinking all right well if facebook's users are valued at whatever number you gave out that's higher than pinterest is now even if pinterest isn't getting that you know revenue per user number up to where facebook's is currently that lifetime value of you know that female demographic that is going to be shopping a lot and spending a lot of time on pinterest will eventually materialize yeah, so Facebook's user, for example, is three times more expensive than Pinterest right now. Yeah. But as, as you pointed out correctly, I believe that in the, in the lifespan of the product, the Pinterest, Pinterest product itself, they will get to those numbers because of A, they have a better demographic or a good enough demographic to, to sell. And also, like... I wouldn't want the management to focus on monetization right now because, um, you know, in, in social media, there's always the product is cool and everybody is using it and the user base is growing and then it stops being cool and basically monetization happens. So as long as they're growing, I don't want them to focus on the monetization because I, I want, want them to achieve the max user base that they can get, right? So that's the way I see interest in, in which phase. So it's in the cool phase still. Okay. And do you think, do you worry at all about user saturation? I know they are growing users quickly right now, but um, unlike maybe something like TikTok or Facebook, um, it's not like everyone would really want to be on Pinterest. Do you think they could ever get to somewhere around, you know, 750 million or a billion users? Yeah. So, like the, the one thing I worried was with Pinterest in the early uh, stages was really focused on the female user, right? But you're getting now more and more also male users and they're getting like um, stuff like for, for hunting, for fishing, inspirations, etc. So they're basically built out this to, 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 to a more broader demographic. Um, so in terms of saturation, of course, yeah, th- there is a limit, I guess, also for Pinterest, of course, 
where, where the users can grow. But so far I see it maybe only in the US. US. So their international base is still low compared to, um, to, to the other guys. And um, so I don't see it stopping at, in a short time at least. How many users do they have right now? Again, I don't know. I forget if you mentioned that already, but yeah. Uh, so they have four hundred forty users. Four hundred forty million users. Four hundred forty million. Yeah. 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 <laughs> now four hundred forty. Those would be yeah, some valuable yeah, yeah. users. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, I think that's all the questions we have for the first half. Uh, Brett, do you have anything more? That's it. Okay, we're gonna hit a quick break, and then we're gonna try to poke some holes in Richard's thesis. Cox Panoramic Wi-Fi includes advanced security to help protect all your connected devices. You'll get real-time alerts. Oh, like this one. So you don't have to worry about malware. Or when your kid downloads a song from a shady link. And now all your computer can play is... Red color, red color, where are you? <sighs> all blocked, thanks to advanced security. Included with Cox Panoramic Wi-Fi. Advanced security must be enabled in the Panoramic Wi-Fi app. Restrictions apply. Okay, welcome back in. Next up, we have Devil's Advocate. Most of our listeners know how this goes, but we have a few counterpoints to Richard's thesis, and his job is basically just to refute them. Uh, and mine, my counterpoint is basically centered around average revenue per user. Um, it, it is lower compared to competitors. Like you mentioned, they're sort of in an earlier stage. They're growing a lot faster. Uh, but do you have any concern that because people are coming here, people people come to the Pinterest platform for sort of events, like um, they actually come there with something in mind, which seems more valuable, but there's less time spent on the platform. I would imagine that ARPU would be higher than it is there's just something about it for me that's concerning that they're not going to be able to monetize their users in the long run. Does that worry you at all? Yeah. Okay. So on the, on the monetization efforts and on the average revenue per user, if, if you divide the number, um, their number according to geography. So if you, if you leave us and the other world, you basically see that the, the, the monetization, in the U S is not that bad. It's, it's basically, let's say half of what Facebook is right now, but considering as we talked before, the, the phase in which Pinterest is, I think it's, it's high even, not, not low. Um, and also from, a, as I was explaining before, right, they can, as a platform, add new features, new products, new services. So the recent one was when they partnered with Zoom to offer online classes. So um, I see this as even more possibilities to monetize, you know. Uh, so how does that and work? Sorry? Yeah. How does, how does that part work, the online classes with Zoom? Yeah, so basically they, they, they just announced it, so that it's not so much in detail what the plan is, but in, in essence, they want to provide like, for example, let's say a cooking class, um, where their users can can join via Zoom and basically have the online class. Um, so I, I would imagine that at some point, I don't know if it's right now, but they would also uh, have to pay for, for, for these classes and, and Pinterest would get a revenue share or something like that, right? 
Um, so, but like this, for example, this product shows it, it's, it's perfect for Pinterest, right? Cause you're getting inspirations. You're getting, you're, you're, you're searching for, for similar things and to offer a class, it, it's just genius. Um, so, and also when we talked about monetization, so the, the really low part is the international base, but in their defense, the international base is growing more than 40%. So it's, it's, it's not like even if you monetize the one that you did last year, it's not going to affect your average revenue because you're growing so fast. So, um, so yeah, uh, I'm not worried. I mean, they might not achieve the Facebook average revenue per user, but you have to have in mind that their market cap is also much lower. Okay. So, uh, yeah. And one more thing on that. I know people get worried a lot about with Pinterest, Instagram going after social commerce and being the larger platform overall. Do you think part of the Pinterest bull thesis is that Pinterest is more, um, original or I guess like Pinterest isn't Facebook. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. Well, Instagram feels like people doing infomercials and trying to do like, you know, the, like they're kind of throwing off all the products where it's almost like they're trying to do a 30 second ad. Is that make the Pinterest marketplace just a better experience for people that actually want to shop for these, whatever products, you know, the home products or whatever mm-hmm. they're looking for on there. So yeah, the experience is more natural for, for, okay, natural. for you that's a good to, word. Yeah. 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 For, for you to, to, to want like a commerce experience, it's the flow is really made for basically the only step that's missing in most cases is the buy button, but they already released like the, 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 the pins that, that you can basically buy a product. They're also working hard on this, I think social commons commerce feature. So basically bringing this uh, products inside the Pinterest platform so you can buy just, I think this year they announced a partnership with Shopify. So I, I think they're going in the right direction. Um, and yeah, the, the experience for, for, for you as a user wanting to buy something is much more natural than on Instagram. But of course, when Facebook goes after something, it's always a danger, you know. Um, yeah. We can see it through Snapchat and their endeavors. But Facebook already tried to copy Pinterest. It was a failed project. They shut it down. I'm not sure how, it, how it's called, how it was called. I forgot the name. But I know that they, they tried something similar and basically closed it. So, Okay. There is, it feels like there's something to be said for just not being associated with Facebook because as maybe it's me as an investor, but whenever I'm pushed an ad by Facebook, it feels like, like I feel more incentivized to reject it than if I were on Pinterest, because I know there's just something worse about the Facebook brand than obviously like Pinterest brand. Yeah. I mean, Facebook gets a lot of, especially in the recent years, a lot of bad PR, right? Um, yeah. From all the online scandals, etc. Um, but yeah, from, from the ads point of view, you know, it's, it's probably because on Instagram, you're not really, I mean, you could be, but normally you're not really wanting to buy something right now. As in on Pinterest, if you're looking for, uh, I don't know, uh, 
uh, specific chair uh, and, and there's an ad for the chair that's also similar to the pictures that you were looking at, it, it kind of doesn't bother you, right? It, it sort of makes you feel even happier. So I don't have to search for this chair on, on Google, etc. but I can just click here and buy it. Or they can show me similar chairs, but that are on my price range. So let's say this chair is $100 and I'm willing to pay, I don't know, 50. So maybe there, there is some alternative out there, right? And if they can bring it to me, even if it's an ad as a user, I would be happy. Okay, I'll hit my counterpoints. Uh, you kind of hit on it earlier where they're, you know, getting the, the buy buttons onto the platform. But uh, I think this may be a bit anecdotal because I haven't been on Pinterest much, but a lot of users may window shop uh, on these pages, but then, you know, you go to Google or Amazon or somewhere else to actually make the purchases, which brings the value to those platforms, specifically Amazon, instead of, you know, the value yeah. getting captured by Pinterest. Yeah. So, so I think the, the key thing they, they address this, this point of, of yours is when this partnership with Shopify was announced, or, or at least I see it this way, right? Because that's why they went with Shopify because Shopify is in a sense also a competitor to Amazon, right? And uh, for Shopify to have a strong Pinterest as a partner is probably also very important because um, yeah, the, the windows, the window shopping, I guess is, is done to some extent, but I think if they would bring these features that, they, that the people, that the users are, 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 uh, can basically buy, I think that the user would, would take it really well, right? So not, um, I think it's missing in, in actually in, in the product. And uh, if they bring it, they probably change a lot of things, right? Um, and there will, there will always be an alternative to Amazon, I guess. Because, um, um, you know, just because of the sheer size, etc. cetera, but... Um, yeah, I think that they address this uh, this thing with this Shopify partnership. Huh. Yeah, the, the Shopify partnership feels uh, big, like really big for them because it, it means yeah. small businesses can really uh, target their audience a little easier. Um, people have called Instagram the new mall. Would you, would you characterize Pinterest as the same sort of area uh, like the new shopping center, but for online. Yeah. I, I, I mean, they still have to work on this last part, the, the buy button or whatever you want to call it, but sure. I mean, in terms of if, if you're an e-commerce company, uh, I think this is a valuable asset. For example, also Etsy, right? Like I, I just saw some, some data that 40% of their traffic comes from Pinterest. Um, so in a sense, the, the main thing I'm worried about Pinterest on the long run is that somebody buys it before, before it basically, um, it can expand to what it may become. Right. Um, so, so yeah, cause you know, um, it's much harder to, at least in my opinion, it's, it's much harder to, to make a new social social media company or social commerce company than it is to, to make a e-commerce company. 
at least that's the way I see it. Because um, it's to get 440 million users is you really have to be good, right? So, um, so yeah. Would you rather, so let's say 10, 15 years from now, you're looking at Pinterest as a success story. Would you rather see mo- most of their revenue come from revenue sharing, um, like small businesses that are making new sales on their platform or still ad-based? Yeah, so, so I guess a combination of both, but I would like to see an, an important share of the revenue come from this revenue sharing and um, e-commerce site. So, because um, basically you can handle, if, if you have Shopify and Pinterest together, as a small business owner, you don't have to worry about architecture and you basically can use the platform to get leads and, um, and uh, buyers. So you're taken care of, right? So it's the perfect infrastructure for you as a small business owner. Okay. Um, let's flip it then. What would have to happen? What would have to happen for you to sell? Um, is there anything that they could report in the next year or so that would alter your thesis on Pinterest? Um, yeah. I mean, the key thing for me is like, I expect the, the user growth to stabilize. So now it's in the 30 to 40% range, but I guess um, if I see it around 20 or mid twenties, I think it's, it's normal. Um, the thing that would get me worried and have me reconsider is if I saw a user leaving the platform. So if I see negative uh, rate of, of growth or, or, or them uh, losing their users, because, you know, in, in, with the social media, that's always the key issue or the key danger, right? Um, and this could be a factor of many reasons. I don't know. It could be a comp- competitor or, or something else. But this would be, I guess, my main focus on why I would um, like reconsider the investment um, for, okay. for, for the long run. All right. Well, are there any changes you'd like to see Pinterest make? I know you talked about a lot of the growth initiatives that they're, you know, they're, I guess they've announced and are planning to roll out over the next few years here. But is there anything that you look at and you're like, uh, I don't like what they're doing here. They need to maybe fix it. Yeah. Um, well, one thing I, I would like um, like to see them focus, and they already did a bit with this visual, visual search, right? I think in the next few years, like text search is going to get a really smaller percentage of search. Like if you imagine Apple, Facebook, everybody is going in this AR glasses, Team where the AR glasses should be the next platform. So like the, the, the iPhone or the smartphone, whatever. Um, Pinterest has to do, has to focus a lot on, at least my opinion, on the object detection search or on the visual search and on the voice search. Because for example, a case where I would see it in a few years, I'm walking with my friend and he has a nice new sweater or whatever. Um, I basically, with the glasses, take a picture or whatever, recognize the, the, the sweater. And Pinterest offers me four retailers that sell a similar sweater to this, or for example, right? 
But so the key here is that either I do this search with voice command or through object or visual search, if you want to call it, right? So I think for them, it's, it's key to focus on not just this um, text search. And the other thing which they are already addressing is this, as we today discussed a lot, this social commerce feature. So the last step to really getting uh, to being a commerce company as well. Okay, I think that's all the questions we have. Do you have any more? I, I got nothing else. Okay, and uh, where can listeners find you if they uh, want to see more of your content or sure. your thoughts, anything like that? Yeah, so I'm very active on, on Twitter, and I also have a newsletter where I post my investments and uh, my analysis, so they can uh, basically subscribe to the newsletter. It's on Substack, and it's called Uncover Alpha. So... Um, um, nice. Yeah, this, this is name, a place where they could Yeah, like that. <laughs> okay, I think that's going to do it. We want to remind our listeners that we are not financial advisors. Anything we say or discuss here on Chit Chat Money is not formal advice or recommendation. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.